The left wing and the mainstream media explode as Tucker Carlson releases what some are calling a salacious and inflammatory interview in which he's talking to somebody, a man, who claims to have had a homosexual encounter with former President Barack Obama. We're going to discuss the fallout that has stemmed from Tucker's Tucker on X interview, which is formerly known as Twitter. And then we're going to talk about the Patrick Bet David show over at Valuetainment and what those guys had to say about it and some other commentary surrounding this particular interview. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news, and relevant subjects with a philosophical and comedic flair, and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So, as I imagine some of our listeners already know, Tucker Carlson interviewed, is the guy's name Larry Sinclair? Yeah, I think so. They He interviewed a guy named Larry Sinclair, who has claimed... For years now, to have had a sexual encounter with Barack Obama, where drugs were involved, uh, crack, if I'm not mistaken, some crack was involved, some the smoking of the crack was involved, and um, some oral in which uh, in which Obama received some oral from a man, apparently, according to Larry Sinclair. And Tucker Carlson interviewed this person. Now, I will say that this is not the first time I've heard of Larry Sinclair. I actually heard about Larry Sinclair on Dinesh D'Souza's book, The United States of Socialism, which I'm going to give the context <laughs> To that reference a little bit later in the episode, but this is not the first time I've heard of this person and the claims that they are making. Now, before we get into obvious, the obvious, which is that the mainstream media, the left wing, thought that it was so awful and demeaning and lacked complete integrity that Tucker Carlson would interview this person and what is this where's the journalistic integrity he shouldn't call himself a journalist anymore um even even I would venture to say that Adam over at Valuetainment sort of echoed that when he was talking about Tucker conducting this interview basically saying he's not a journalist he's a pundit now 
Um, So I'll start off the discussion by asking you, what's your take on this interview with Tucker and Larry Sinclair? So not particularly something I'd be interested in, but I mean... You're Tucker Carlson, and you—if that's something that you wanted to do—that—that's because uh, uh, Patrick Bed David even said he's like, I didn't know what angle you were gonna—he t- he was coming from. Like, is this an interview he wanted to do that Fox kind of shut down? Um, is was this like a passion project of his that he wanted to do like uh, his, this whole time? Did he have any other motive behind it? Uh, is there any information that he had that that um we don't know about? Maybe that he knew like insider information, and so I think that that's great. Like the, because at that point, why why do why does anybody on any of these shows bring in anybody? Like, oh, I have Ben Shapiro today. Oh, I have uh, Milo Yiannopoulos today. So the, why'd you bring him? Because you want to find out. You're gonna ask questions about mm. about this person, and and then from there you're gonna make a a, a judgment call. And so no, I, I think that if that's something Tucker wanted to do. That that's fine. For me, I I guess my um, confusion with it was why now? Like I was like, w- w- what does this have to do with anything today? Um. And then uh, I never, I, I just was a little bit confused about that because it's like, well, whatever Obama wants to do on his off time or whatever, like, I guess that's up to him. Fuck, I care. But in that same segment, Patrick Bet David said uh, perhaps Tucker has some information on Michelle Obama running. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's like, oh, okay. Well, this kind of brings a little bit more relevancy to the issue more of what's happening today or what's going to be happening. Uh, then he has questions. And so from there, it's like, well, what are the dynamics? And I think that, that from a strategic standpoint, don't you think it would have been better if if that is the case, which you just said he has some sort of inside information that Michelle Obama is considering a run in 2024 wouldn't it have been better to hold the interview until an, an official announcement I think so I think so but I, I still do think that it does lend a lot of material because this is now in the mainstream this is a story that's in the mainstream whereas whereas with um when he came out of, what was the documentary he came out in that you said? The, what documentary? Uh, that that the Sinclair was mentioned in, rather. Oh, it was a book. Oh, the, it was a book? The, the Dinesh D'Souza's The United States of Socialism. Yeah, so, like, that's... Well, first, it's a book. Uh, second, it's not... He's, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, although a, a very great thinker and someone that I think people should should uh, read some of his material and see what he has to say or catch some of his uh, conferences, he's not, like, nowhere... He's nowhere near Tucker Carlson big. No, no. And so with Tucker Carlson bringing this kind of like into the limelight, um, these are things that now a lot more people know about. And if they were to like, if Michelle Obama decided to run, these would be questions that they'll bring. Is oh, what about this clip? What about that clip? What about this clip? But would the mainstream media bring? <clears throat> oh well, no, because because they're all <clears throat> they're all attacking. 
Tucker. Yeah. No, the mainstream media won't. I I correct myself. It will be like social media. Social uh, media yeah. will be because if there's one thing social that we media, know, social media, alternative media. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I've noticed with the whole, because uh, I don't even pay attention to these motherfuckers, but like because it's been so prevalent on Twitter and all over social media, the Dylan Dennis Logan Paul is this motherfucker's been Dylan Dallas or a uh, uh, Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis, yeah. He he started putting out pictures of Logan Paul's fiance fiance with like different dudes. Yeah, and. Nobody even knew these guys were going to fight. And this guy started doing that. And it kind of created like this like huge marketing. Big time. Uh, thing. Because I'll be honest. I want to see the fight because of yeah, that shit. You see what I'm saying? So, so like that to me, that's the craziness of social media. And in the. In, in today's day and age where now Elon Musk owns Twitter or formerly uh, known as Twitter, now X, what will happen when, when if she were to run? Will this all just like, will the 4chan types or will the Twitter types? Well, the 4chan the- types have definitely been saying that Michelle Obama is a man for a long time. Yeah. I'm sure you've come across yeah. this. Yeah. They're, they're the more in a more fringe obscure corner of the internet but yeah. they are out there because i've come across the post where they say that and, and then even uh uh pbd and the gang they were talking about how there have been several occasions where i mean i don't know if this means anything but several occasions where obama calls her michael instead of michelle yeah and it's just like pbd is <laughs> like man i've never known anybody to make such a mistake which i would say anecdotally is true i've yeah. never i don't think i've ever known any man that mistakenly calls his wife a man's name yeah i don't think i've ever seen that in my life yeah yeah. and then for it to happen several times yeah he does do that a lot <laughs> so i remember that, that so that's kind of wild yeah and so yeah like so i can only imagine like the memes that, that could be made yeah. of this and all that and so perhaps that might make them think yeah. Or re-strategize. Be like, you know what? I don't know if I want my... You know, because the limelight isn't for everybody. And so, yeah, just because Obama was president, maybe Michelle doesn't want that type of lifestyle. And you can't force her to, to run. Maybe she's like, you know what? I'm happy where I am. And that's it. We're good. We're active, but we're not, like, in the limelight. Yeah. And Which, so- by the way, speaking of the limelight, did you see that recent report of how much... Spotify lost hundreds of millions of dollars because of all those people that they signed to do podcasts like the Obamas, Kim Kardashian. Did did you see that recently? I I, I didn't know that they had uh so so they they dropped them. You're saying? Yeah, because they've lost. They said that I want to say the figure was somewhere around five hundred and sixty million dollars of of money that basically was lost because these podcasts like didn't do anything like nobody cares about these podcasts Damn. and uh it was interesting because the guys over at valuetainment they were commenting on it they they talk about a lot of like quality stuff i will say their yeah. discussions are very they have a lot of uh good content and and they were talking about how this podcast game it's really not for everybody yeah and and i'll be honest with you like, it's interesting, and I'll be honest with the audience, 
there have been times that we'll do an episode and we're ve- we're very well researched and we know what we're going to talk about like way in advance but there are times that we may not know what we're going to talk about until right before the episode because just we're a commentary show and and there's just not a whole lot to 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 give commentary on at the time yeah and yet those are some of our most listened to and some you like the people that reach out to be like oh it was a great episode or whatever because not everybody has the gift of gab you know, and, and so I say that to say, and I'm not tooting our own horns here, but I say that to say that us having the experience we have in podcasting and like a, a, a broadcast type format, not just anybody could get into uh, in front of a mic and keep people entertained. No, no, no. And a lot of people like from the... A lot of famous people have a lot of people behind the scenes that run their accounts, that do all this and that, and they just make it very easy. I mean, look at Kamala Harris. She's the vice president. She can't speak worth a shit. Yeah. Or, or did you see that podcast that that uh, because of the writer strike, all of the 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 late night comedians they have together? It's like yeah, I did see that. Horrible. That shit is garbage. Yeah. It's that like, shit man, is trash. you motherfuckers, this shit is horrible. Like, not only are they not able to get like good framing, like, which it's like you all spent all this years in on TV. You don't even know how to like frame yourself properly in yeah. and, and, and on the screen. But again, that goes back to what you just said about when you have all these people doing everything for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy. It's like it's like of course, of course, you can like come up with something that that can garner some eyeballs. Not even that great anymore because uh, last I saw, when it came to like the late night ratings, Greg Greg Gutfeld is killing them. Yeah, yeah, and Greg and I've seen uh, Greg Gutfeld, and it's not great. I know. I don't think it is and, either. And 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 like so, you're. But but I will say. <clears throat> You saying that is probably a little bit more valid than me saying it because like I've never been big on like late night comedy, but yeah. I know you're more of a fan of it than I am. But like, yeah. I've never been so. To me, none of that shit was ever like that great. Yeah. But but uh. Well, that that was killed because I don't even watch none of that shit because like it all became. It all became a Trump fan page. An like, anti-Trump fan page. I mean, r- good or bad, you're still a fan. Like, you have Trump's dick all in your mouth, whether you want to talk shit or not, because all you motherfuckers, that's all you talk about. Trump. Oh, Trump. Oh, the orange man. Oh, 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 his fucking cock. Trump, like, and, and then when the vax, then the vax. And the jab, area. yeah. And it's like... At that point, remember that shit that where Colbert was dancing with the syringes. That shit was the strangest, weirdest, dystopian shit that I ever seen on like. And I didn't watch it live. I just saw like all of the clips circulating online. I'm like, what is this? This is the shit that Rick likes. This yeah. late night shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like now it's like, it's it's uh it's terrible. And and it was to to an extent, um, it was always like. What's the word? Like kind of campy. Campy, yeah, like campy and, and nothing great about it. It was just campy. It was just like it was it was 
it was kind of something funny about it, but it's not really like it's kind of like dad jokes. Yeah, like it's not really like great comedy yeah. that you were getting anyway. So, but it was cool because it was campy. And it's all right, cool. Well, this motherfucker's gonna do some stupid shit, uh, and this is gonna be funny, and they're gonna joke around. But it was very scripted and very campy. Yeah, and so to me, it's like, well, any every time they had like a, a celebrity, it was like a super like softball interview yeah it was like that's why I, I was never like yeah like it's not into it. it it wasn't anything like to to fucking like oh this is legendary shit so you already were not really like this was kind of like a, a guilty pleasure but now it's trash now it's like they they didn't understand that like and I actually uh touche to dave chappelle because I was like, maybe he's going to be wrong about this. But I remember when he said uh, Donald Trump killed comedy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he in a way he did because these people, they don't they're not funny. And, and, and they're they're just joking about the same shit. Yeah. And I guess what he was what he was saying, I think they asked him to elaborate. He's like, no one person is more important than the art itself. But like yeah. they've but people are treating it as something. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and and so it became like, wow, this is unwatchable material. Yeah. These people are not funny. And then and then you start realizing like, wow, this is all part of the programming. This is really some prime time television shit. Yeah. Like, nah, trash. And so I, I can only imagine, and they have all these writers too. Like you have to think about that. You have they have all these writers for dude, all this campy dumb dude, shit. The fact that they can't have a show because the writers are on strike, and it to me it's less like. Honestly, I, I'm not again. I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn. I feel like you and I would be able to do the show that they do, like yeah. nightly without without like. Without it, like just maybe like one of our friends writing some shit in the back, but other than that, it's like yeah, like let's why why stop production? Let's keep it going. Yeah. But yeah, they're like, oh no, we can't. We don't know what to do. All right, well, we got to start this Zoom podcast that fucking sucks. Yeah, and then you think like, you guys have been in the showbiz, like, in showbiz for for years, decades. This is the best you come up with. This is the best. This is fucking terrible. Asinine. It's crazy. And it goes to show you, like, whatever you think about, and, and there is, like, a overload of media, uh, of uh, social media influencers. You know, that shit is uh, pretty overdone now and trite. But to me, they still ha- have vastly, like, way more skills than, than these uh, late night people because... They oh, yeah, have they're doing set. it themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They do it I, all. They edit it. They like so it, it does put it in perspective. Like wow, regardless of like the fact that there's so many and so many that really like the material isn't great, they still can produce like a very good quality looking show, regardless of whatever they're talking about. It might not be what you're into, but like you look at some of the people like I'm subscribed to because you know I, I like like uh, like Moon. He'll make like little videos like that's badass like that, that's dope as fuck or um man some of the shit that these people edit is like damn the, the, these guys are like a one-man team yeah and like they they could they it's quality shit like good info on a lot of shit and and um they're by themselves they don't have a studio they don't have a writer they do it all by themselves and so 
that's that's pretty badass and it goes to show you why social media has has basically overpowered mainstream media yeah because it's like the we've now seen that the mainstream has an agenda we've seen some of the propaganda that they push we see what they will talk about what they won't talk about you can't escape that when you let the people talk in social media and i think what you just touched on right there what you said about we've seen what they will talk about what they won't talk about me personally i think that was the purpose of tucker's interview with this guy i feel like one thing that that the guys over at valuetainment like missed out and like they're not seeing they didn't comment on it because they're all like i feel like they're all like they were looking too deep into it like oh well why would he do this is you know does he have more information does he know something this and that I don't think it's any of that. To me, what I think it is, I think Tucker is playing the same game that the left-wing media plays or the mainstream media. It's like, all right, I have, which are, and it's true, he, right now he has the most eyes in media, even being on X. Like, he had the most eyes in media when he was on Fox. He has the most eyes in media now being being on X. I think his whole thing is, I have the eyeballs. Now, I want to put out salacious and inflammatory reports just like you guys do. Yeah. Like, because think about it. How many interviews does Stormy Daniels have? A bunch. Yeah. N not once did you get from the right wing, the establishment, the anti-establishment, the media, nobody ever said, oh, well, why? Where's the journalistic integrity? Where's, you know, you, you never you never factored in her personal life. You never did any of that. So Tucker is probably like, well, why can't I play the same game? Because yeah. it gets it gets clicks. It gets eyes. Yeah. So now because if imagine if Tucker right now is is thinking about creating a media company which there have been reports that that's what he wants to do he's thinking of creating a media company and what if he's signaling now like yeah like my media company is going to have it all i'm going to talk to presidents i'm going to talk to 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 cultural figures and I'm going to do the same salacious, inflammatory type of content that you all do. We're going to have a place for that, too. Yeah. And so I'm going to talk to Larry Sinclair. And I feel like, to me, what to me, that whole thing was sort of like like a signal to the mainstream media and to the left. Like, oh, well, no, no, we're going to play this game, too. Like, yeah. this is this is a game we we're, we're going to play, too. And... I have the freedom and I have the eyeballs to do it. Like I have yeah. The, 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 and yeah. Cause the mainstream media lost their shit. They lost shit. their shit. They lost it. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. The journalist in Terry, all of that yet stormy Daniels. Cause that's a personal that, thing yeah, that yeah. took place before Trump was in office. So like one, one could also ask, well, why are you interviewing her? Because that has nothing to do with anything. Like all the and I Patrick Bet David did uh, lean into this part a little bit. Like all the bullshit stories that have been pumped out by the media, 
and people just accept it and nobody ever criticizes the mainstream media, well, maybe we're going to start going down a road where some of that is happening on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and so I think you're onto something there because the thing is this. Um, it's funny how one interview <laughs> kills them. And like you said, they do they do that on the daily. And so it, it's part of like letting them know, like, I'm going to hit you below the belt too. And yeah. so... Yeah, like I think I think because that's, that's a good the, enough reason to do it. That's the only way to play the game. Yeah. That's the only way to play the game. And the only ones right now that and I've been saying this for years, like the only ones that seem to understand that game that are big cultural figures, Kanye West, Tucker Carlson, Andrew Tate, Trump, and now Ramaswamy. Like, they're the only big figures that seem to know the only way to play the game is by getting dirty as these motherfuckers because there's no other way to play. Yeah. There's yeah. no other way to play. And none of these other people seem to understand yeah. it. And Elon, Elon Musk is dipping his feet oh, in yeah, there, yeah. too. And, and I would say Musk, because especially now with the that ADL. Whole team, the ADL, yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, damn. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Like, but I wouldn't say Elon Musk is on their level. I think Elon Musk is more like, all right, cool. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a figure. But that, he's not a commentator. Like, yes. like they're all, all of those people, they're all commentators. Like he's more like on the business Kanye end with his music. Yeah. Like Tucker, Tate. Like yeah. Like Elon Musk is, is not, you know, dropping albums or on like constantly no. on podcast interviews or doing live streams. No. So he, he's a little bit different, but. He's in that realm, I would yeah. say, big time. Yeah, because because that's the thing with the with the ADL shit. Like, it's about time someone said something, and like, you and know, basically the ADL, like, they want to come at you if you just agree with them, if you just disagree with them. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Like, it could be like you could be like, oh, I think Sweet Baby Ray's is like the best barbecue. Oh, anti-Semitism. We <laughs> think open pit is the best barbecue <laughs> yeah. sauce. He's an anti-Semite. He's an anti-Semite. Sorry. <laughs> that's basically like the, the ADL. Like if you look at their track record, like that's how they operate. It's yeah. just like, oh, you disagreed with us on something. You must hate Jews. Yeah. Like, what? Nah, like, motherfucker. No, like, I, I just said some real ass shit. I just don't agree with you. Yeah. I don't understand. You don't get to fucking tell me what I think. Fuck out of here. And so that, that to me, and, and so they remind me a little bit of like in rap, like Jay-Z. Jay-Z was always like real, like a weasel when he would beef with people. He was never straightforward. Yeah. 50 Cent was like, I'll pull up right now. Let's go do this. What's up? And so that's what the ADL reminds me of. Like, they'll, they weasel their way into things yeah. or they'll say certain shit. Oh, anti-Semite. Shut the fuck up. How about that? And so it's nice that like Elon is like, hey, nah, you motherfuckers been costing me. All right, I'm going to come after you guys. The I see a shit Elon could do right now is like, is like bring Kanye back. Oh. <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> Man, Kanye, where you been, bruh? Yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, like so so to me, those figures, they they understand like what type of like they're really like the generals. Like like and you you've made you did a whole segment, uh you you wrote an article on on Tucker Carlson 
being like a, a, a the the what is it, the five star general, four, four star, star general, general, four star general of the, of the culture, culture war, war, which I, I thought was a, a great article, very well written, and also like you explained very well why he like why he he's impacted culture in the way that he has, and it's crazier now because it, it, the article aged better because he doesn't have Fox, so so now we so, we see Tucker without like the mainstream backing him. And he's vastly better than all these right, late night motherfuckers. Meanwhile, these motherfuckers, <laughs> these late night comedians can't put nothing no. together. Yeah. No skill. And so it, it's badass to see him like grow in that level. And, and did you hear that that he's working on trying to do an interview with Putin? Yeah. Well, he was trying to for Fox and they shut it down. Yeah. And so that would actually be great. I think anybody, I anybody think- should be interviewed. I agree, but anybody should be interviewed 100%. But I feel like an interview with Putin could be... I mean, he's not going to get any award for it, but like it could be like a, like the level of like a Frost-Nixon interview. Yeah. It could be like, like a, a historic interview in the sense that and, you know, it's not being a Russian apologist or anything, but historic in the sense of, like, what we're going to hear without the without going through the filter of the mainstream Western yes. media. Yeah. And that, I think, could be something remarkable. Yes. Yeah. I think it could be, especially, you know, in regards to the Ukraine war, I think that could be something, like, remarkable. Yeah. And to me, like that's uh, it's it's crazy that that Fox shut that down because you're interviewing somebody. You're interviewing somebody like Anomaly interviewed Ramaswamy, and and Anomaly's not a big fan. Ramaswamy. What would you think of that interview, by the way? He was a bit naive. I, I feel like uh, uh, Anomaly was was a bit uh, a little bit uh. He seemed like a novice at times because it's like you're asking these questions, trying to get answers, but like the questions you're asking are bi- are business questions, and you're not understanding how business works. Exactly. That that's what what got me about the interview is like you're asking like why does BlackRock or Vanguard or Straight State Streets own so much of of Ramaswamy's. Uh, well, he, it's not his company anymore. The company that he founded. Yeah. But on the S&P 500, or any company that goes public, they own a lot of shares in every company that goes public because that's how they have so much wealth and influence. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how do you not know that? Like, or, or if you want to ask the question, at least preface your audience by saying... I know this, but I want to ask to hear his side of things. But it was just like it did come off as very naive and uh, yeah, like like amateur in the world of business because it's yeah. like even I know that like and you know it's like I'm not interviewing Ramaswamy, but like I knew that you know yeah yeah. So so to me, some of that is that like you just don't understand. And he had like a there was like this like hostility to him. Yeah, it was like a hostility to him. I was like, 
it didn't come off as like very graceful. It came off as like, um, like there was like res- it, there was like almost like there was resentment there. I don't know. It's, it's CNN ish. Yeah, MSNBC like like uh, that like uh, you're trying to you trying to have that gotcha moment. Yeah, and it's like to an extent the pressing. Obviously, if you're gonna uh, ask questions, I fucks with it, but. There was something about it was like you were too. Yeah, it was a little bit much, and so, um, I think that that he he's been on the he's been on like ahead of his time with certain things. Uh, when it came to the jab, when it came to certain things, more than Ramaswamy, but um, I also think that like sometimes he doesn't understand how politics works yeah. you can't get everything done yeah and so we we've criticized trump for the the operation warp speed for like cutting of the red tape we've yeah, criticized the whole him. handling of the yeah jab. Oh, absolutely and 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 this is like someone that trump never forced it on anybody um but because of what because of operation warp speed and him losing and then biden coming in you basically left it. It was it was kind of exactly like uh, what was that? Uh, the Patriot Act. Yeah, like with Obama. Yeah, from Bush to Obama. So so you pass legislation or or you or you or you cut the red tape in certain aspects and you shouldn't. And when someone else is in power that doesn't give a fuck about the people, they end up paying. Yeah, you know, and so that it's. You know, you do bear some responsibility. And so, yeah, that 100%. was probably his biggest 100%. failure was yeah. that. And so, I'm with Anomaly It was. It, not probably. That was. Like, yeah. the, the, his whole handling of the virus was the biggest failure. Like, yeah. And, and, and there's a lot of people on the left that think the same thing. But I think that not for the reasons they think that. Because they think that he didn't do enough. And I think he did way too much. Yeah. I think it should have been two weeks to slow the spread. All right. If you're within this age range, you got to go back to work. If you're within this age range, what we'll do as the government is we'll give your job a waiver saying that they can't fire you, but you're not going to get any money from the government. So if you have savings to live off of for a year, two years, six months, whatever you want to live off of, but we're not cutting checks we're not paying your rent. We're not doing any of that. But if you want to stay home because you're worried and you have the money to, to afford staying home, well, we'll say your job can't fire you for that. That's no. the most that I would, as a president, that's what I would have done. But that would have been like like 60 and up only have that option. Yeah. If if you're younger than that, unless, or, or unless you have like some other like health condition, but if you're younger than that, you got to work, dude. Like yeah. there's just, you know, and that would have been it. That would have been how I handled how I handled the 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 virus. Yeah. Like it wouldn't have been all this. And then the pharmaceutical companies, if you want to create a vaccine, you're free to do so, but I'm not cutting any red tape. Yeah. And the government's not paying for it. Yeah. You could create it if you want to, like you could do any other medicine. You yeah. could create it. But also, the government's not paying for it to be administered to people. Yeah. You charge people however much you want to charge. Man, that shit wouldn't have sold anything. Yeah. People wouldn't have bought it. It would have taken too long to produce. And motherfuckers would have went back to work. Yeah. And that would have been it. 
Yeah. But, Instead, we we dealt with medical tyranny. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people, it was hard for them to work. A lot of like, a lot of just dumb shit. And you're talking hurt. about the 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 surface level shit. You're not yeah. even talking about the rise in myocarditis. You're not talking yeah. about the rise in stillborn births, the rise in miscarriages, the rise in in women having irregular cycles. The rise in like people just dropping dead out of nowhere, like perfectly healthy people just dropping dead out of nowhere. The rise in the um, the fact that now it's it's proven that if you have it, you're more likely co- to contract the virus yes. than if you didn't have it. Yeah. Like all of that, you're not even talking about the the how, the real the how real awful yeah. that shit is the, like not the just poison yeah the so not only are, did you did you do that to people but it was for poison to put in in people's bodies and so it's like well hey yeah. uh you probably shouldn't have, you shouldn't have done that <laughs> but i mean people have the right to do whatever they wanted to do at the end of the day but i think if if you thought it through a little bit and 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 you looked at it for what it was which was something that was rushed what option do you think was was going to be? You were going to see a lot of defects. You were going to see a lot of health problems in people because there was no trials. Like there was, this is just let's throw it out here. And ultimately, for something that after about a month in with the data, if you were a person that actually read and didn't just consume CNN and MSNBC, if you were a person that actually read different news articles from around the world and different studies from around the world and follow different social media profiles from smart people from around the world, you would know that ultimately it was something that didn't even require having a vaccine for. Yeah, yeah. It was something that was basically no different than the common cold or the flu. Yeah, yeah. People get upset when you say that, but when you look at the numbers, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And especially now that not only did the New York Times and the CDC put out information, I don't know if you saw that, put out information that the deaths were greatly exaggerated. And oh, yeah. They're saying by like a third. Yeah. So if you remove a third from the total death tally. That's even less. It's like less than the flu. So yeah. it's crazy. This, the flu, I think, kills more people, right? Yeah, yeah. It's around the same number as like a year of like having a severe flu. Like that. Yeah. The, so so we everything. We, everything. Rigged elections. Uh, uh, the economy collapsed. All of this for, for, for something that we've been dealing with since the beginning of time. <laughs> for the common cold's cousin. Yeah, wild as hell. Uh, before we shut down the episode, uh, I did want to uh, ask about something else that you mentioned earlier that is pretty salacious online. Uh, what are your thoughts of the whole Dylan Dennis and and Logan Paul thing? Because one thing that PBD, uh, he said in the commentary of the Tucker Carlson and Larry Sinclair interview, he said that he likens it to the whole Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul situation where it's just not interesting to him. And I feel like that's a little bit myopic on his part. I don't agree with that. I think that the Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul thing, it actually encapsulates a lot of things in society that are pretty important. Not looking at the celebrity of it all, but looking at the situation and the scenario of it, 
I think it encapsulates things that in men should be very aware about in society. Similar to like when I remember a few times on the show, we covered some of the debacle between Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. And it's just like, no, this is not a celebrity gossip tabloid. But if you listen to what we say, we're not covering it like a celebrity gossip tabloid. We're covering the philosophical aspects of it. So I feel like that was a missed opportunity on Valuetainment to provide some Valuetainment for their viewers when PBD was so quick to be like, oh, no, like I, that's not that's not interesting to me. And, and the person that I think probably could have swung the narrative and given the story in a in a interesting way is Adam because, you know, he has the dating show. Yeah. So yeah. he probably would look at that situation from a different lens yeah. than, than, than the rest of the guys. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting on multiple levels. First of all, nobody cared that they were fighting because it really it's, it was KSI versus a uh, an actual boxer. So from a, a marketing standpoint. Yeah, which is, uh, I forget, his, I know it's Fury, but it's like the younger Fury, n- the not so good Fury. He had beat Jake Paul. So KSI was, oh, well, I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight uh, Fury. KSI is Jake Paul's partner, right? Like, no, he's like, uh, Logan Paul's partner. Oh, Logan Paul's but partner. K- but Jake Paul's rival. Yeah. It's kind of weird. But, um, so, so KSI said, all right, well, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to do what Jake Paul didn't, right? All right so that was kind of interesting because you're fighting a real boxer. Not the greatest boxer, but, you know, still you're fighting a real boxer. So that that, that makes it interesting. Then Logan Paul was, oh, I'll fight Dylan Dennis. Um, it wasn't really going to get promoted like that because it wasn't even the main event. And Dylan Dennis posts a picture of her with, I think, DiCaprio or something. And so then, nasty. Yeah, so nasty. Um. So then, so then people start posting other pictures of her with with other guys. He's like, oh shit! I didn't just hit jackpot. So he starts making it the Nina. What was her name? Nina Ab- Abdul or Abdul? Something yeah, like it becomes the Nina Abdul show. So it, it starts making Logan Paul look kind of like a idiot for 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 dating a chick that's been all around the town. And there's all types of pictures We're of dropping the knee for a chick that's been all around. Yeah, time. dropping the knee for 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 her like that's the fiance, and she's been all around town. And so, um, Logan Paul's argument was, well, uh, like that that's fucked up of you. Like, like she was always in relationships and all this. Like he's trying to argue with Dylan, but it's like well, that's a lot of relationships to be in, you know. So, to me, like culturally. Logan Paul has always been kind of like the soft, goofy, blue pill motherfucker. Uh, and he's always played that. And he's always like the guy that whatever the mainstream says, he'll do. Because yeah. if daddy says it, I have to do it. And he'll sell his soul for that. And so now that makes him kind of look bad because it's like, well, you're like the the darling, you know, oh, you, you're the redemption because you saw the dude commit suicide somewhere and yeah. and then you had your redemption arc and now anything they say and and remember when Andrew Tate got got canceled right away he he went and uh, started attacking yeah like Andrew Tate is like so much so vastly better uh subject matters like just in in every way he actually adds value yeah. to young men you don't and so here we have a basic dude with a basic bitch who's been all around town 
I find that to be interesting because it, it tells you a little bit about where we are yeah. in society. And, and like some people will be like, oh, you're slut shaming, you're slut shaming. Am I though? Or am I just being realistic in, in, in the sense of how men operate? Yeah. You know, because like I don't want a bitch that been around town. Like, I don't want that. Nobody wants that. Like, I want, if I'm going to be with a chick and I'm going to drop <laughs> to my knee, like, oh, I'm going to marry you. Like, you, you can't be all around town like that. I definitely ain't doing that. And so it is interesting because, like, Logan Paul, like, he has it all, right? Yeah. He's not an ugly guy, fit, millions. And this is what you, this is the best you could, you could have gotten. Yeah. And so, you know, and then Dylan Dennis is like the underdog, right? Not famous, not so. So it's it's pretty interesting. And then it's interesting on the, on on the level of like how crazy it's blown up. Where this kind of people are more excited about this fight than the main event. Yeah. And then like also it's like all the talk ends in the ring. Yeah. So like, you know, like that kind of makes me want to see because like is Logan gonna be so pissed he's gonna destroy this man? Is Dylan gonna get in his head and then like beat him or, like? So, because what I do like about, like, combat sports, it's like whatever shit was being talked, it gets settled in yeah. the ring. Someone's going to die. No, no but, like, someone's going to get destroyed. And so that that's interesting in and of itself. And so um, I think I think Moon did a video. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, Moon did a video that said uh, D- uh, Dylan Dennis versus Logan Paul, the worst of humanity. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, and, and, and I guess his, his take... <laughs> yeah, That's so dramatic. Yeah. So his take was like, people will do anything for clout. Um, And yeah, I mean, yeah, to, to an extent, like, all these famous people really do, like, do a lot of shit for clout. But how does he st- substantiate that that's the worst of humanity? Yeah, that, well, that's to me w- was where I didn't really agree. It's like, okay, cool, it's a fight, and it's a guy who... who Who's like to me? I don't feel bad for Logan Paul, cause like you, you, you're the type of dude that'll kick a man while he's down. Like yeah, the whole Andrew Tate thing. Yeah, like he went when like he was basically gloating when they went to jail, and then he was oh he's not gonna be relevant anymore. All of that stuff. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like yeah. he's he's that type of guy. So so he deserves what he gets because like. You, you talk all this shit and, and, and like you, you kick a man while he's down. So I don't really feel bad for you. I don't know much about Dylan Dennis, so I can't really speak on, on, on him as a person. But obviously, he's on to something when he's getting at you on that level. And so um, it just goes to show you like s- s- some of these uh, people. And I've always felt like Jake Paul was just a realer, the realer brother. Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah, like I, I just like him better. And I, it was badass because there was a they talked Andrew and him talked yeah and Andrew was asking him like oh how do you feel about your brother like he's business partners with your rival yeah and like Jake Paul you you could tell he was uncomfortable about it yeah and it's like even shit like that like I wouldn't like like if you had a rival I wouldn't partner up with your rival I would partner up with you yeah like we're like brothers like we're not gonna fucking I'm not fuck you. Like I'm I'm gonna hang with my crew. Yeah. Like that's oh it's business, it's business. No. So then Jake Paul, um Logan Paul was mad at Jake because in Jake's event, the uh, Jake Jake's uh I guess company wouldn't allow Prime. But bro, like you were the one that set the precedent on there being blurred lines yeah. for you guys. And so yeah, 
you can't have prime in my event. Can you respect my event the way I respect the way that you fucking partner up with my rival? Yeah. So like you already set that precedent. So it's like, well, you can't be mad. So th- that guy, he has a weird way of being. Yeah, not to mention that crypto scam that he Oh, had. yeah. Yeah, like, so that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, he's he's a piece of shit. Yeah, and so sometimes here comes a person who who's going to be your karma for, like, all the shit that you've yeah. done. And, like, now you look like a goofy, and you look like a simp, and, like... And, and then if he gets beat, oh. Yeah. That's, that's just... That'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like he's the bigger guy, but... Just because you're bigger doesn't mean anything. And also, MMA guys, they I, I feel like they have... Dylan Dennis is a, a MMA fighter. So I don't know the type of MMA fighter he is. Again, because I don't know much about him. But I, I do know that that's a little hard to translate in boxing. Mm-hmm. Whereas Logan Paul, I mean, he's never won. But he's always, like, boxed. So he oh, probably, he's never won? No, he lost to KS... No, he tied with KSI... Lost to him the second time. Lost to Floyd Mayweather. I think those are the three fights that he's fought. And Jake Paul, he's like one minus one time against um, uh, Fury. He lost to Fury, and it wasn't even like he lost like bad. It was like by decision, uh, split decision. So, so like I don't know. I, I I'd like to. I obviously would probably root for Dylan Dennis, but you know, I, obviously. Whoever wins is, is the the better fighter, but uh, that I guess that that's what made it interesting for me. Like that, that's kind of a yeah, you know, interesting subject matter, and something that like you could break down culturally, like how that shit is accepted now. Yeah, like oh yeah, she has a hundred million body count. It's cool. She's fine. She's she's bay. Okay, well there you go. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a missed opportunity on their part. Oh yeah. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website, donate an amount of you choosing, or buy some merch. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.